0: All right, Sweet. All right. well, good morning, good morning. My name is Jerry Shank, and for those of you online, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Um, I'm the student ministries director here at Northgate, and what that means is I have the privilege of hanging out with and leading our middle school and our high school students. And I love my job, and I love this time of year. I love this time of year because we get to go to camp, and we get to come back from camp Three weeks ago, I got to take a group of high school students, load up in a bus and go down to LA and lead a week of camp where we saw students who had been on the fence with their relationship with Jesus stand up in front of their friends and say, hey, I'm doing this. I'm going all in and committing to a relationship with Jesus. We got to see students who were struggling with their relationships at home and struggling with how to live out their faith in their friendships. We got to see them take steps in their faith. And then the next week, we got to take a group of middle school students to Sacramento, to this William Jessup College uh, that Matt went to for another week of summer camp, where middle school students got to engage with their creator, where they got to engage with their friends and their peers and build their faith, the foundations of their faith that can last a lifetime. And students said, hey, I want to be baptized. I want to take uh, my next steps with Jesus, take my faith public. And I love this season. And then last week, we got to do Summerama. And Summerama is great, and I love playing with the kids and doing all of the crazy stuff. But my favorite part, and this is probably because I'm a little biased, is is seeing the middle school and the high school students lead these elementary school students. Because the previous weeks, they had gone to camp and been led by their leaders, and now they get to be the step-ahead friends for some of our elementary school students. And I love my job. It's summer, right? Everybody knows that it's summer, the season is summer, but in my soul... The season that my soul is in is also summer. It's a season full of fruit and life. And I don't know what season you walked in here feeling like you're in. Whether you're in a season of summer and fall and harvest, or whether you're in a season of fade and needing a little bit of something and looking for love and searching for meaning. I don't know what season you find yourself in, whether it's spring and you sense you've turned the corner and there's new growth. I don't know where you're at, but here's the foundation of the message that we're going to be talking about this morning, as it's seasons change, seasons change change. So this week we're going to be wrapping up our summer soundtrack series and talking about this theme that seasons change and I love this series I've loved what we've gotten to do in this series as we've taken a look at some of the hymns and songs that have been really important to the church over decades and centuries we've gotten to unpack some of the biblical truths in these different songs and and really realize that these can be anthems for our lives in different seasons of our lives and Larry and Jesse and John have done a great great job walking us through these different hymns. And one of the things is, as we've been talking and I've been listening to these, is I've seen that there's been a theme. There's been a theme of God's peace God's peace in the midst of storms, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of doubts and fears, God wants to give us a peace. And I know summer can kind of get a little crazy, so some of you may have missed a few weeks. No judgment, don't worry, that's not what I'm here for. Um, But I want to let you know that all of these are recorded online and on the app. And so if you want to catch up on some of these, I've loved uh, listening to some of these pastors and these men that I call friends um, speak on these things. And I encourage you, hop online um, and take a look at some of these. Um, because music is an interesting thing, isn't it? Music's an interesting thing because just one simple guitar rift, one simple beat, one simple phrase can take you somewhere. Can take you somewhere to the moment where that song was an anthem for your life. When I was a senior in high school, right after I graduated, that summer, there was a song that me and my friends kind of adopted as our song. It wasn't a new song. It wasn't, we weren't the first group of people to adopt this song. But we enjoyed this song. We would sing this song together and laugh and, um, as we kind of belted out these lyrics as a group. It was, and when I hear it now... It takes me back to those summer nights after a day where we would spend playing volleyball and swimming and volleyball and swimming and then we would have burgers and corn on the cob and we'd be sitting around the fire pit laughing and talking about memories and then this song would play. And when I hear it, when I hear it even now it brings a smile to my face and a warmth to my heart. I'm like, "Man, those were good times." And now this is a popular song, so I bet that it has the same effect for some of you in the room today. Listen listen to this. Mhm. Mhm. It takes you somewhere, right? Maybe like a backcountry road where you're driving. Maybe it's like a karaoke bar. Maybe it's just in your house with your friends. It takes you somewhere. And and we can stop it. We should stop it now because if we keep if we keep going, then I'm gonna start singing and you're all gonna leave. Okay. <laughs> um. But music is music is interesting, isn't it? Because it has the unique ability to capture the essence of our hearts and our minds, it has the the ability to be an anthem for a season of our lives. Maybe you've got a specific song that brings you comfort or peace, that got you through a hard time in your life. There's a song, Peace Be Still by Lauren Daigle, that um, really during the fires that, that happened about a year ago, that song for me was one that really allowed me to have peace allowed me to tell my soul you can be at peace because God is still good. In the midst of chaos, in the midst of fear, in the midst of wondering about my friends and, and family members and homes and safety and security, I could have peace. And maybe you've got a song that brings love to your life. Maybe you and your significant other have that special song that was played at your wedding or on your first date. It was on the radio or when you first kissed, it was that song that just happened to be there. Music has a unique ability to capture our hearts and our minds. And the songs that we sing here in church are designed to do just that, to serve as anthems for us in our lives, to celebrate the good, to have hope in the bad, to have peace in the chaos, and remind us of God's unchanging and unfailing love and goodness. And this morning, we're going to look at one of those hymns that's just like that. We're going to look at the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And I like this hymn because as I was doing some research with this with Pastor Larry, we were kind of looking at some of the history of this hymn, and we came across the the fact that this hymn was actually called the hymn for the ordinary Christian. The Hymn for the Ordinary Christian. And I I read that and I was like, huh, I kind of like that. Because sometimes I don't feel like I'm anything special. I don't feel like my life is going through this big, crazy turmoil. I just feel like, man, I'm just average and I'm just normal. And to know that this hymn was written from a position of average, from a position of normal... it it brings a specific relatability that sometimes I I don't have. In In the past few weeks, we've heard the different hymns that are talked about that talk about deep, powerful moments of sadness, where the hymn writers have lost their families or are struggling with guilt and fear and doubt. And we've heard these stories of devastation. But the guy who wrote this, his name was Tom. And Tom lived in the suburbs. And Tom was... Uh, insurance agent, just a normal desk job. And Tom had some reoccurring health issues. I, I don't know if you, any of you in the room have been with anyone who's discovered they have an allergy late in life, maybe like a gluten uh, intolerance or a lactose intolerance, where the, the process leading up to that, they're just kind of sick all the time. They don't know why they're going to the doctors. They don't know why they don't have energy. And I imagine that's what Tom was kind of dealing with. Is Tom is just a normal dude, a normal dude like me and like you. A normal dude. Tom is one of us. And it's from this position of relatability, it's from this position of normal, that Tom writes this song. It's got ups, it's got downs, and just talks about the faithfulness of God. And so we're gonna read through it, and then we'll kind of unpack the biblical truths in it uh, throughout the rest of the morning. So we're gonna throw this up right here. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, Thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest. Sun, moon, and stars in their courses above. Joined with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and mercy. And love. A pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 behind. Beside, me. in this song, over and over, we see two biblical truths. The first of which is that seasons change. And I think in nature, seasons change and they don't change like that. And I think in our souls, it's the same thing too. Seasons don't immediately go from summer to spring to winter to fall. It's not a quick, but more of a slow and gradual fade that leads us to the next season and leads us to the next season. And the same is true of our lives. And the same is true of the season that we're about to come up on right now. Now, in 11 days, something is starting. A new season is starting. Does anyone, does anyone have 11 days? Where are my real fans? The football season, football preseason is starting in 11 days and I am stoked. I love NFL football. I love um, the games. I love the energy around it. I love going over to our friends and tailgating and, and grilling out and having a good time and laughing. I love NFL football. And new seasons mean new opportunities. And this year, my team has a special opportunity to be back-to-back Super Bowl champions. Fly, Eagles, fly. Let's go, birds. Right? Bleed green. Here we go. Um, for those of you who are Niners fans or Raiders fans, maybe next season can be your opportunity. Um, uh, but, but seasons change. Seasons change, and the NFL football season actually ushers in another season of change, one that maybe is more relatable to more of you in the room, and that's the back-to-school season. And some of you, I just gave you like a mini heart attack, and you're like, oh, that's now? You mean like I have to go get backpacks and pencils and pencil sharpeners and all that? Uh, Soon, yeah. Um, The back-to-school season is coming, and the back-to-school season comes with new opportunities. When I was in middle school and high school, the back-to-school season, meant a new opportunity that maybe this was going to be the year. Maybe this was going to be the fall where Kristen said yes to me to homecoming. Maybe, 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 maybe. And so I would go to school with new opportunities, with fresh clothes and a haircut and all of that. And then inevitably I would do something stupid and teenage boyish and I would not get that date. But new seasons come with new opportunities. New opportunities, but, you know, new seasons aren't all just rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and opportunities. New seasons also come with new challenges. With new challenges, new strains on relationships, maybe financial pressure. New seasons come with opportunities and with new challenges. And the Bible actually prepares us for this exact idea. In Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, it says this, There is a time for everything and a season for everything under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill kill. And a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time to build up, a time to weep, and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. They stole that one from Footloose. A time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain, a time to search, and a time to give up, a time to keep, and a time to throw away, a time to tear, and a time to mend, a time to be silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Simply put, what these verses are saying is that seasons change, and how we navigate them matters. Seasons change, and how we navigate them matters, because I believe that navigating seasons changing correctly builds momentum for the coming seasons, but navigating seasons incorrectly has the potential to set us up for ruin. Doing the right thing in the right seasons leads to a fruitful life, but doing the wrong things in the wrong seasons leads to a life of failure. Through all of the ups and downs, the normal and the chaos, what the author of this hymn is wanting us to know is that how we navigate the changings of the seasons sets us up for success or setback in the coming seasons. Sometimes the seasons of life change quickly and they change rapidly and they're marked by tragedy, by financial loss, by relational chaos. But more often than not, it's a slow fade. We've all experienced seasons of summer We've experienced seasons of summer where at work, everything seems to be going well. And our boss likes our ideas in meetings. Everybody's supporting us. Uh, When the people that work under us are getting their jobs done, the people that work above us are appreciative of us. We got a raise. Things are going well. And our home, things are going well. There's not fighting in our families. There's not tension and drama in our friendships where things are going well. Seasons of summer feel like we're connected to God and we're connected with other people. Seasons of summer feel like we're thriving, but then ever so slowly, life can shift, and seasons can change, and that joy we once had at work suddenly isn't there, and we don't want to wake up and rush into work because we're not excited anymore, because we've lost our passion for it, and, and maybe we sit in the car before we go into our home because we know that there's a fight that's about to happen, because we know that we're walking into tension in our friendships and in our relationships Seasons where we just seem to be putting more on that credit card than we planned. Seasons where finances are tough and tight. And you realize that your summer has turned to fall and your fall has faded to winter. And here's what I want you to know. That some of you in the room may be feeling like you're in a season of winter right now. And sometimes these seasons of winter are brought around by our sin, by our selfishness and our mistakes. But here's what I want you to know. And here's an encouragement that I want you to have. Sometimes these seasons of winter are just seasons. And they just come along because difficult times come in life. And it's just a season of life. And the best thing that you can do in that season is not throw away the truth that you know. Not run away from God and say, God, you're unreal. God, you're unfaithful. God, you're not good. The best thing for us to do in these seasons of winter is to lean into the truth that we know. And in seasons of summer, the best thing that we can do is take notes and write things down and remind ourselves that when winter is coming, that God is still faithful. And that's why the hymn reminds us of this. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Even if there is a shadow of turning and changing in the seasons, there's no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. And how God is, is he's a loving father with arms wide open that says, I love you, my child. I love you, my son. I love you, my daughter. I want what's best for you. Which leads me to my next point, which is the planted prosper. The planted prosper. Our emotions in life seem sometimes like they're going crazy and they're out of control. Circumstances are often beyond our control. Our friendships and our relationships we know are often out of our control. And the best thing that we can do is to plant ourselves in a relationship with God. The Bible talks about this same idea in Psalm 1. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers who's not running around, walking with the wicked, standing with the sinners, or sitting with the seat of mockers, but instead his delight is in the law of the Lord. On it he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. What these verses are saying is that if you want to prosper, if you want a life that bears fruit, that bears the fruit of love and joy and peace and goodness, the best thing for you to do is plant yourself. Plant yourself in winter, and plant yourself in spring, and plant yourself in summer, and plant yourself in fall. No matter what's going on in your life, plant yourself in your relationship with God. We've all seen that plants in seasons of rain can kind of grow anywhere, that we all have that weed that wants to constantly grow up through our patio or that tree that wants to grow up in the middle of our driveway or in the storm drains. During seasons of rain, things can grow anywhere. And that's, you know, annoying sometimes, but it's also in our lives when that's the season of our soul, it feels good. But here's the thing is seasons change. And in our lives, when seasons change, and we haven't prepared our hearts, and we haven't leaned into the goodness of God in summer when his blessings have been apparent in our lives, when we haven't in fall when there's been a harvest stored those promises away in our hearts and taken notes and written truths of God down, when winter comes, we're going to fade. When winter comes, our hearts are going to dry up. During seasons of summer Lean into God's promises. Lean into God's goodness. And during seasons of winter, remember and reflect on the faithfulness of God. I've heard it said that maturity is marked not by you how you weather the winter. Uh, it, maturity is marked by how you weather the winter, not by how you feel in the storm. Sorry, I butchered that. I've heard it said that maturity is marked by how you weather the winter and not by how you feel in the summer. Maturity is marked by how you weather winter, and not by how you feel in summer. Seasons change. Seasons change, and the planted prosper. And so I want to ask you a question, and the question is this. So are you planted, or are you being blown around searching? Are you planted and rooted in your relationship with God, or are you being blown around searching Searching for enough money to make you feel secure. Searching for the right job that's going to make you feel important. Searching for the right relationships to make you feel loved. Searching for the right toy, that boat, that car, that house to distract you from your problems. Over the years, our lives change. Over the years, our seasons shift. Over the years, we go through new things. And the way to survive, the way to thrive, the way to prosper and bear fruit is to plant ourselves in our relationship with God. So that when seasons change and we don't have the same joy that we once had, when seasons change and we don't have the love that we once had and the security that we once had, we still have the truth of God. And we still have love and joy and goodness coming from within inside of us. And that's why the hymn, and what the hymn references when it says this, Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. God is there for us in every season. God has something new about his love, about his mercy, about his grace and his goodness that he wants to show you in every season. Something God wants to show you in winter that he couldn't show you in summer. Something that God wants to show you in fall that wouldn't have been there in spring. God has beautiful things in every season for us to learn. And we would be wise to plant ourselves in that relationship with God. God created us as beings with unending desires, with unending desires for satisfaction, with unending passions. And what we do with these passions matters because God created us as beings with unending passions because God is a God with unending love. And that's where God wants us to be connected. That's where God wants us to thrive. The Bible says that God loves with an everlasting love. With an everlasting love that's so big and so great that we couldn't comprehend it. And it fills our unending desires. But the problem is, is that we often look for love and joy and peace and goodness in things that are far less than everlasting. In things that we can find for ourselves. And that's really the root of sin. Is saying that I on my own can find something good apart from God. And so we leave God's way and we say, hey, I got this on my own. I know you created me, but I got this on my own. And so we go chase relationships. And we search for money to find security. We search for relationships to provide love. We search for careers to find meaning. We search for toys and experiences to provide pleasure. And and they do in the moment. But then seasons change. And we're left searching again. And we're left grasping for something again. And we're left longing. But here's the thing. is God still wants us. God still loves us and God still forgives us. And the author writes this in maybe my favorite verse. He says, a pardon for sin and a peace that endureth, that endureth even my own mistakes. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide when I've gotten myself in trouble or when life's circumstances have just gotten me in trouble. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide a strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow, Whatever today has felt like, whatever my past todays have led me to, there can be hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. The reason we have these blessings is because of Jesus. Because Jesus saw us where we were. Going through these seasons, and he said, I want to give them a place to be planted. And so he came to the earth and he said, hey, this is what life looks like when you live planted with God. This is what life looks like when you live free of selfishness and the love and the joy and the goodness that was marked by Jesus' life. This is what it looks like to be planted with God. And then in the ultimate display of selfless love, he went to the cross and he died. And he said, hey, this is how much I love you, that I'm willing to lay down my life for you. And so Jesus was buried and went to the grave, but then he rose and he says, hey, look, I not only love you that much, but I have the power to bridge the gap, the power to connect you back into a relationship with God, where God meets our unending desires with his endless love, where our unending desires that we've looked for satisfaction in a million other things, God meets that with his unending love. So no matter what season of life you're in right now, when we plant ourselves in God's love and begin to dig our roots into God's love, the result is the fruit of the Spirit begin to come out of our lives. I used to think... That the fruit of the Spirit were things that I had to go be, and I had to go find, and I had to go put onto my life. And I say, okay, I want to find things that are going to make me more loving, and I want to be loving, and I want to find things that are going to make me more joyful, so I want to be joyful. I'm going to find things that are going to give me goodness, so I'm going to get goodness, and I'm going to go get all of these things and secure all of these things for myself. But the truth of God's Word, and the truth is, and the truth of fruit is, is that fruit, you don't go put it on a tree, Fruit grows from within, and the same is true in our lives, is that if we want the fruit of the Spirit to grow out of our lives, we need to remain connected to God. So where are you planted? Where have you planted yourself? Have you been blown around searching? Or have you dug roots into your relationship with God? This morning, we're going to close by singing this song. And and as we do, I want you to remember the faithfulness of God. Remember that God's mercies are new every morning. Remember that God never changes, and that's such good news because he loves us. Remember that God is faithful even when we walk away. Remember that God is there for us in every season. Because God is faithful, and his faithfulness is so, so good.
1: Would you stand with me as we sing this song out tonight? Great is thy faithfulness, O God my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail as thou hast been thou forever will be and great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see and all Great. faithfulness.
0: good God don't we I don't know where you're at this morning um, but if you feel that God is tugging at your heart and you feel that man I've drifted from the faithfulness of God and I've searched for other things and I, I need to do something to plant myself back in a relationship with God this is this is what I would encourage you to do this morning is do something Have a conversation on your way home from church. Fill out your connection card and ask to meet with a pastor. Write down the prayer request. We're gonna have our prayer team down here in the front. Maybe just come and ask for prayer. Connect with the faithfulness of God in every season that you're in because God's got new mercies and new goodness for you there. And now I wanna leave you with a blessing. So around here, we like to posture ourselves in a position of receiving. Here's, Here's what I've got. In every season, may you root yourself in the faithfulness of God's love and may the fruit of love and joy and peace and patience and goodness come out of your life in an ever-increasing measure. Amen. Have a great Sunday.